0: Let's pray, Father. We are so thankful uh, that we have reason to be here this morning. Not because it's Sunday, Lord. Not because there's breakfast afterwards, but Lord, we are thankful we're here to be able to worship and celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, What a what a blessing it is to know that we have hope, Lord. Our hope is in Him, and that's all the hope that we that there is in this world. We are so grateful uh, that uh, that it's been given to us, Father. We ask that you bless this time. I pray that you're glorified in all that's done, all that's said, Lord. I pray that uh, you bless us, bless us, Lord. I pray that our hearts would be uh, just tender unto the, to the moving of your spirit and to the preaching of your word. I pray that you would uh, do, do in us, Lord, what you would, that your word would have its way with us. We thank you, Father. We ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you all. It's lopsided. I feel like we're... normally it's everybody sitting over here, and now everybody's sitting over here. It's okay. Take your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew 28, this is our, our sunrise service. We've been calling it the non sunrise, sunrise service, but uh, I, I'm spelling it S O N R I S E. Uh, sunrise. The Lord Jesus Christ rose on this day. We're going to look at uh, verses 1 through 10 and, uh, and see what the, what the Lord will do for us this morning. Uh, Matthew chapter 28, um, 1 through 10. Let's go ahead and read it. It says, In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to draw toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. Behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven, and came and rolled back the stone from the door, and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake, and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place." Where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and behold he goeth before you into Galilee, there shall ye see him, lo I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulchre with fear and great joy, and did run to bring his disciples word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail. And they came and they held him by the feet, and worshipped him. Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. There's a phrase in this passage. There's a couple things I want to bring out this morning. Uh, But there's a phrase here. He says, Come and see where the Lord lay. We're here this morning to celebrate and remember the resurrection of, of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I, as I began to think about this uh, this, this week uh, in preparation for the service, uh, uh, thinking about the life of Christ and all that, that he had done prior to this. Uh, last week we preached on John chapter 12. And, and in John chapter 12, Jesus Jesus himself said that he came uh, to earth to, for this hour, for this purpose. For this reason, it was to die on that cross. Uh, he, we, we know that he uh, was born in a manger after he left heaven. The Bible says that in Philippians 2, he left the glories of heaven, that he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Why? Because he was God. Uh, he, was, he was God manifest in the flesh. John 1 14 says, and the word became flesh. That word was with God, was God. Uh, had, uh, Jesus Christ in heaven had all the glory, all the worship, all the blessings of of the, the of the worship of the angels and all the power and deity that the father had. But he left that for us, for the single purpose to come and to die on that cross. Uh, uh, this uh, this last week uh, uh, would have been the week. Uh, some say that he was crucified on Friday, and some say he was crucified on Wednesday, and they've been arguing that for for millennia, and they will continue to argue that uh, until Jesus comes back and they can ask him himself. Uh, I, I, I particularly take the, the, the belief that he 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 uh, he was crucified on Wednesday, but. I'll I'll be honest, it doesn't make that much of a difference when he died. It's that he died and he was buried for three days and for three nights just like he said uh he uh, by, he jesus himself said that the three days and three nights he would be in the in the grave like uh, like jonah was in the whale's belly he he said that t- that temple would be would be torn down and three days later it would rise back up and that, they were confused about that they, they didn't understand that in fact they thought he literally meant the temple they said 42 years is this it did it take them to build this and Jesus wasn't talking about the physical temple of the uh, of the stonework and the masonry and the, the 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 gold and all the other things that were there in that temple. He was talking about the physical temple, the, the body that he was that he that he, that, that he was living uh, at that at that moment. And and we know that he lived here on this earth for those years. He 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 did many mighty works. He, he uh, great great miracles did he perform? I mean seriously, uh, the deaf to to, to to hear, the blind to see, the demons were cast out. He showed power over nature by by uh, Making the winds and the waves to cease. Uh, he walked on water and it didn't have to be frozen. Uh, he wasn't in Maine, he was in Israel. Uh, he did some amazing things. He fed 5,000 people uh, with, with five loaves and, and, and two fish. Uh, and, and again, later on, he, he fed 4,000 people with, with a, a, a small amount of food. He did a lot of great miracles, but he wasn't here for those purposes. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. The entire purpose for for him to be here on this earth was so that one day, uh, the, a specific day, uh, a specific hour, he was going to hang on that tree and be the final atonement uh, for our sin, the only atonement for our sin. Good morning, my. For for years before that, uh, the, the Israel Israel would, would would make sacrifice after sacrifice every year, and many times on a, uh, uh, in a on a daily basis, uh, to, uh, as, as certain sins were 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 committed, uh, they would have to bring in certain sacrifices, but once a year. For the sins of all the people, they would have the Day of Atonement. We read about it in the Book of Exodus, and on that day, the high priest would wash himself and cleanse himself and sacrifice for himself, and then he would go in and he would sacrifice for all the people. But the Bible in Hebrews tells us that the blood of bulls and goats can't wash away sin. Jesus hung on that cross, and we can go into and we can think about the terrible, the terrible anguish and physical, just. Injury and, and punishment that his body took and, and all that he went through. But the greatest thing that he went through, the, 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 the most difficult thing that he went through, I believe, was the fact that he bore the sin of all mankind on his body, or on his person. That, that, that he died for the sins of all men. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul said that the, that the gospel is this, that Jesus Christ died according to the scriptures for our sin. And then he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. He died for you and me. Uh, uh, just before he died, he said three words. It is finished. That, 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 word, that word it is such a small word. Uh, two little letters. But it means so much. It was the work of redemption. The work of atonement. Listen, people have been trying to earn their, 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 their right to, to stand before God their entire lives. And they can't do it that work of atonement, that work of redemption, was done that day on the cross. When Jesus, not as a a symbol of, of, of a sacrifice for sin, as all the other sacrifices were, but as the atoning sacrifice for our sin, he died on that cross, he shed his blood, and that atonement was paid on that day. Praise the Lord! Because it's because of that that we can have remission of sins, that we can have forgiveness, that we can have new life. But it, the second word is is. It is finished. Oh, I love this part. That word is it is also another small, 2 little word. But he didn't say it will be finished. He said it is finished. At that moment, nothing more needed to be done for the atonement of our sin. There's nothing that you need to add to salvation, add to what Christ did for your salvation. It is. Is finished. You don't have to join our church. We want you to join our church. We want you to be a part of that, be a part of this. You don't have to, to, to do a certain thing or work in a certain ministry. You don't have to wear wear a certain kind of clothes. And I, listen, I'm not saying that your life won't be different when you get saved because the old has passed away and all things become new. And if nothing changes and all you did was pray a prayer, then there's a problem. The Bible says repent and be saved. If there's true faith, there will be true repentance. But that work is finished. It was finished at the cross. And that last word, finished, that's a bigger word, but then it it holds the greatest weight. The work of redemption is done for all eternity. Jesus didn't have to do any more. Hebrews says that when he finished that work, while all the others had to come back every year, he did it once, and he sat down on the right hand of the Father. And we, can, we celebrate that. Uh, prayerfully, you celebrate that every single day if you're saved. You're a child of God. You're, you're rejoicing in the fact that that work was done by Christ, and you, by, by, in faith, have trusted in that work of Christ, and you have, you have received the eternal reward, the forgiveness of your sin, the fellowship with God, and the, 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 the inheritance that we have to look forward to. That inheritance is a life of, of hope. Not a, not, not a hope someday. Uh, I'll have hope someday. No, you can have hope today. The, 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 it's increasingly uh, apparent to me that, that, uh, that people are, uh, even many times Christians, struggle with fear and anxiety and worry. And, and they're, they're, they're just overwhelmed. Listen, we live in a, in a dark day when 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 everything just seems to pile up on top of us and everything's going on and, and it gets worse and worse and listen it's worse in other countries than it is here don't get me wrong uh, but but it, it, Fear and depression and anxiety and all those things. It seems almost like a crushing weight on people sometimes that they can't get out from under. But remember that you have hope. Not that that, that you're going to get out of uh, whatever financial situation you're in or whatever health situation you're in. You have hope in Jesus Christ. And while they can take everything else away from you, they cannot take your relationship with God away from you. They cannot take your salvation. We have hope. We have peace. We have peace in Christ. You say, well, my, you don't understand my life. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know how difficult it is. You're right. I don't know. I am not in your position. But I, I know the one who saved me. Well, listen, I, I may not be going through the same things you are going through. Inside of me, the Bible says, lives the Holy Spirit of God. and He gives me hope. And he gives me peace. Peace, according to, to Paul, the passive all understanding, we can have peace, we can have hope, and in our inheritance. He's uttered those three words, It is finished. And then he said, Into thy, my, thy hand I commit my spirit, and Jesus died. Think about those last few days of the, the, the next couple days of the disciples. Think you got a dark day? That was a dark day. The one that they'd been following, the one that had pinned their hopes and dreams, the one that they had trusted in, they just, some had, had already run and, and, and disappeared and were in hiding already. Others, uh, others had followed from afar, and, 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 and there were a few that were there that day. Some of the, some of the women that were there, Mary and, and uh, John was there as well, and, and they watched the, 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 the physical suffering of our Lord Jesus Christ. They saw him take his last breath. It was over. Say, well, they knew Jesus had told him. Yes, you're right. Jesus had told him, but none of them remembered. (laughs) I don't know what happened for many of them in those last days. We know that Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea took the body of our Lord and Savior off that cross. That must have been a difficult thing to do. And neither one were men who would typically do something like that. Uh, uh, Both were wealthy men. Both were men of power. They normally would have had somebody else do something like that. But they both humbled themselves, and Joseph of Arimathea went went and and begged the the body from Pilate, and Pilate gave him permission. They went and they they approached the body. They they had to to, to take the the cross down, they had to lift it up and lay it down. They had to remove the the body of our Savior from the the nails, and they had to to carry his body to the grave grave site, the place where uh, Joseph's Joseph's burial place, and and he was placed there. They had to cleanse and wipe the blood from the body. They, They wrapped the body they put they put, uh, they put uh, spices and uh, anointed the body they they prepared it for burial how difficult must that have been it was the end of their their hopes and dreams as far as they knew it was a dark day the next day was 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 Sabbath it was a day of rest a day of uh, a day when they weren't to do anything so those, uh, we know that the disciples were in hiding for fear of the Jews we we know that that uh, uh, the, the the women couldn't go to the to the to the grave the next day because it was the Sabbath they, they had to all kind of wait can you just be, imagine being there in the the silence and the quietness of that day thinking of what you' lost forgetting what Jesus had said. On that third day, we see, we see here the Mary and the, the, some of the women. Prepared spices, early in the morning, before the break of day, they began to, they began that trek to, to the grave and to the garden and to to to, to find that. And we know that. In the Chapter just previous to this, that the day before, prior to this, that, that uh, they had sent soldiers outside, they had sealed the tomb, uh, they they had made it safe. Why? Because they were afraid that somebody was going to come along and steal the body and perpetrate this 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 fallacy that he was going that he rose from the dead. So they had uh, the world had done everything they could to to secure that body to secure uh, secure it. But but here these women come and I want you to notice what they saw. Because the truth is, we're, we're here this morning to celebrate, to remember. Listen, this is not a memorial service. We've all been to funerals and memorial services where we come in, we talk about all the wonderful things that that person did. We, 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 we don't talk about any of the bad things because we don't want to, right? We, sometimes there's some jokes that are made to lighten, the, lighten the, 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 the mood a little bit. But this is not a memorial service. But that's where they thought they were going. They were going to that graveside, that that burial place with a a heavy heart. Weeping. Sadness. Instead, they saw something different. Verse 1, it says this. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. Verse 2. And behold. That word behold means look. Look. Pay attention. This is something you want to see. Now, there was a great earthquake. Yeah. First thing we, I, I want you to notice is this, this awesome wonder. You say, what awesome wonder? There's an earthquake. There's nothing awesome about that. The reason, the, the reason there was an earthquake, that's why it's awesome. Now, it's not the first earthquake they've had here in the past few days. Uh, when Jesus died, the sky grew dark. The, 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 the earthquake, and, and some, some of the dead, uh, some of the previous dead had, had risen and walked into the city, uh, according to the, one of the other accounts of the Gospels. But, but here, there was a, a great earthquake. Why? Because an angel came down to roll back the stone. An awesome wonder. Listen, it's an awesome wonder that Jesus rose from the grave. That word awesome, we use that so much. That's an awesome shirt, man. Okay. That's back kind of in my generation, and now that nowadays they don't say that anymore. I don't know what the words are they use now. Totally good, dude. I don't know what it is. I'm not that young. But that word awesome is, 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 is thrown around so flippantly and Almost abused. The word, the word awesome literally means to be struck with awe. Have you ever seen something that so amazed you that you couldn't speak? For some of us, that never happens. They saw an earthquake. Why? Because an angel came down. It was awesome. when When Jesus rose from the grave, listen, they didn't roll the stone back so Jesus could come out. You notice that they don't see Jesus here. Yet, what they see was an empty tomb. This morning, when we come here, I want you to understand that we have. I want you to remember and and, and celebrate this awesome wonder. There was a sudden earthquake. And the earth moved and shook. It says. It says next. It says in verse two. It says, Behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. There was a supernatural experience. Listen, it, it didn't the earth didn't shake so much that the stone rolled away. An angel came down from heaven and and and, and moved the stone out of the way. Uh, I want you to know that the, 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 the stone was rolled. It was, it was pushed. It was, it was taken from one place and put to another. Why? So we could look into that, 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 that tomb and realize that there wasn't anybody there. And not only was the stone moved, but the seal was broken. And this is even more important because, because listen, anything can can just move the stone, but that seal, that seal meant that there was somebody still in there that nobody had entered in and nobody had come out. But listen, while the while the soldiers stood there, while the women came to it, the earthquake that stone was moved by the angel and that seal was broken. Why? Because he wasn't there. Listen, that, if that stone had never been moved, that, that door would still be sealed today. And we'd all say, well, you know, he was a martyr. He was a good man. But he rose from the grave. He wasn't, just a, he wasn't a martyr. He wasn't just a good man. He was our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He was God in the flesh. They also saw a magnificent sight. In verse three, that, that, that describes the angel. It says his countenance was like lightning, and his raiment white as snow. Now, I, I I've never seen an angel. I can't imagine what, it, what, it, what it must have looked like. But we know, we know that he, that it was. That his face was like night- lightning, that his garments were white. We, uh, we, the Bible talks about the glorified body of Jesus when he when uh, he transformed on the, the Mount of Transfiguration and how he shone bright like the sun. Uh, I, I, I can't imagine what that must have looked like and how terrified they all were. Now the next verse tells us what happened to the to the to the, uh, to the uh, verse four tells what happened for the to the to the guards those who were keeping the tomb. It says, "In fear of, of him, that keep, the keepers did shake and became as dead men." They were so scared. Have you ever been so scared that you shook? I mean, you have to be traumatized for that to happen. Now, some people just shake anyways. But years ago, I was in a motorcycle accident, uh, hit by a tractor trailer, and praise the Lord, I was unhurt other than I, I, I kind of injured my shoulder for a little while. It hurt for about six months. It was kind of weak, but that that that's fine now. But but afterwards, I thought I was fine. And somebody says, "Would you like a glass of water?" I said, "Yeah." glass of water would be great. And I'm standing there on the side of the road, this to brings me a glass of water, and I'm standing like this. Why? Because I was traumatized. Because my body responded to the fear that was, that was, the adrenaline and the fear that was coursing through my body. And those, those keepers of the tomb, they saw the angel. They, they, they felt the earthquake. They saw him move that stone. And it says that they, they, they became as dead men, they trembled. And they passed out. They were afraid. the The women didn't respond quite the same way because the angel spoke to them. Don't you see the the strong effect? Uh, one, the men were the men were shaken and and as dead men, but the women, they were in fear of him. And the angel said, verse five, "Fear not." For I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. Now, we see all that's happened here in, in this in this amazing, uh, amazing thing that's that they that's never before happened. Now, Jesus rose people from the dead before. Right, uh, There was uh, Jer- Jairus' daughter, uh, uh, there was Lazarus, there, there, were, there were others. Uh, uh, in the Old Testament it, it happened. Uh, Elijah uh, laid upon the, the boy who had died and, and, uh, and prayed seven times and the Lord raised him up. And, and there were others. Uh, in fact, when Elisha, Elisha died, after he was dead, somebody threw, threw a dead body on his body and on the bones and, and, and uh, rose from the dead. But nobody had ever done this before. There's a straightforward explanation as to why or what happened. See it there in verse 6. He is not here. For he is risen. Just as he said. He isn't here. Why did all this happen? Why did the angel come down? Why did the earthquake? Why? Why did uh, they, uh, they, they roll back, he roll back the stone? Why? Because Jesus wasn't there. He says, don't be afraid. And he gave him evidence, solid evidence. He's not here. Come see the place where he lay. Now, that must have been something. I, I, I've been to Israel and, I, and I've seen the, 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 the tomb that they say is Jesus's. I don't know that that's where he was, that's the tomb or not. Uh, it did have one thing, thing in common. There wasn't anybody in it. It was empty. Uh, uh, But uh, and that's solid evidence for what they're saying is true. Uh, You go to a grave, grave site and you see a body, guess what? They're still dead. But it's not proof positive. It's evidence. It's, it, 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 it gives you an indication that what he's saying is true, that, that he is not here. He is risen, just as he said. Uh, and he, they're reminded of that. They see this tomb, and, and it's, there's nobody in it. And, and they, they get excited. There's, a, there, there's, there's some fear, because what if this is all just in our head? But there's also some, there's some joy and excitement. Uh, there's mixed emotions. And there are a lot of Christians that today that have mixed emotions about this day. They, 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 they want they, they, Yes, they, they say they believe, but then they struggle with, if, if, can I really have the power? Can I really have the, 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 the freedom, the, 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 the results of what God gave us in that? Can I really have that? Well, if he died on the cross and he rose from the grave, yes, you can. The same power that, that, that raised Jesus from the grave now dwells inside of you. His name is the Holy Spirit. There was fear there was joy and we know that there were actual witnesses to this we, the, the mary and the other mary uh, are mentioned here in other other chapters that talks about the other women that were there uh, but there were actual witnesses to see this it wasn't just word of the mouth it wasn't just somebody told told somebody else well i heard that jesus rose from the grave there were actual witnesses and and i want you to understand they were changed by what they saw they went there weeping, they went there mourning, they went there grieving, they went there to commemorate and to, to honor the, the body, uh, the, the the life that had lived. But but they left there excited, they left there different. Why? Because they had seen an empty tomb. That they, they had realized that, listen, what he said was he was going to raise from the dead. And guess what? He did. Listen, our lives should be different when we have an experience with Christ. And when I say experience, I don't mean that... The lights kind of flicker and you feel all woozy. Uh, That's not the kind of experience. I'm not talking about a spiritual experience that you rely on. The experience is that you meet Christ. And it should have an effect on your life. When I met Christ, I was 15 years old. Suddenly the burden of sin was lifted from my life because I realized and I I asked God to forgive me and to save me. I repented of my sin and I turned unto God. And listen... He changed me. Did he change you? Listen, nothing would have changed if Jesus Jesus was still in that grave. They were changed because he was no longer there. He was risen. They came in fear. They left with joy. They were given a clear message. They were told to tell his disciples. Here in verse verse 9. And as they went to tell the disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying... They were given a clear message uh, from that angel. Listen, go and tell the disciples uh, that he is not here, that he has risen. God gave us the same message. we were to go tell others. To share the, the, the good news, the gospel. From the very moment he was risen from the grave. Listen, they were to preach the kingdom even before this. But now they are to tell others... It's not enough just to tell people they're sinners. It's not enough to tell people that Jesus died on the cross. What if, listen, without the, without the, the death on the cross, there would be atonement for sins. Don't misunderstand me. I don't want to downplay what, what, what happened on that cross. But if he hadn't risen, then there would be no hope. There would be no possibility of change in your life. There would be no forgiveness because it would mean that he was just a man. His resurrection shows us that resurrection power shows us that he was God in the flesh. Because while every there were others that had risen from the dead, they all died again. And Jesus is the only one who ever rose from the grave and is still alive today. They're giving a clear message. They were able to go and give a first-hand account to the disciples. They had a message. Listen, we, we, they didn't just hear somebody say it. They, they were able to go and say, this is what we saw. We saw an empty tomb. And they were on their way to do it. There are also some faint-hearted assembly. We know, where the, we know where the disciples were. They were all hiding in an upper room in fear of their lives. But the message that was going to be brought to them was going to change their lives forever. The message that we have to give the world will change the world. Not us. The message changes the world. It's the the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. The message, the gospel that we have to give will change the world. We need to, we need to be ready and prepared to go out and, and do that. Now, we, we've looked at the awesome wonder, the, the actual witnesses. And, and, and this is where I want to focus this morning, this, this, uh, this last point here. And it's the automatic worship. We see there in verse, verse 9, they, they begin to go and, and, and to, to tell the disciples. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, all hail. Now, now they didn't just see an angel. They didn't just see some men passed out on the ground, and the grave rolled, the the, the door rolled back, and, and 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 an empty tomb. Now they saw the Savior. What an experience that must have been. Uh, it, was, it was one thing to see an empty grave and, and, and to hear the message that he isn't here, that he has risen. That must have brought, that brought joy to their hearts. But now they saw the Savior. It wasn't just uh, hearsay. It wasn't just something that they, uh, some, some evidence given. They saw foolproof uh, evidence that, that Jesus was alive. He said, all hail. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a salutation or a greeting, but it's a cheerful one. It's, it's it would be it would be as if you were saying, "Hey, it's good to see you." I think they were glad to see him too, because it says they fell at his feet. Automatic worship. First, we see his divine appearance. Jesus, uh, uh, Jesus appears to these to these women as as they're as they're being obedient and on their way to tell tell the the, the disciples that Jesus had, had risen uh, uh, to, to tell them what they had seen. Here, they finally they get to see Jesus, and they fall on their faces before him. And the Bible says they they grab his feet, it means they clutch to they 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 cling to. They fall and prostrate on the ground, and they begin to worship him. Listen, as we are here this morning, and we think back to all that, that happened on that day, yes, yes, the, the death on the cross, and, and and thank God for what he did for us, but, but also on the fact that today is the day that we celebrate the, our resurrected Savior, that that tomb is empty, and that he is alive, and he now sits on the throne uh, at the right hand of the Father. We celebrate that today. You know why? Because without it, we'd have no hope. Without the resurrection, Christianity is nothing but a myth. Nothing but a story. It would have died out long ago when those uh, with, the, with those 12 men. In fact, it would have died out before they did. There's no way that they would have gone to the deaths willingly for a story that wasn't true. But as we do that, my hope is that we don't just come to a traditional Easter Sunday service. Now, there's nothing wrong with traditional Easter Sunday services. But why do we come? We come to meet with the Lord. My heart's desire and prayer is that, that you, listen, it says it right here. I preached on it last week, that we would see Jesus. There would be a divine appearance of the Lord. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to physically appear. Uh, what I'm saying is that, that He can meet with us, that He can meet with you and meet with me. He can minister to your heart through the Word of God and through the Spirit of God. He can touch you. He can, he can, he can move you. He can convict you. He can strengthen you. He can do uh, he, he can encourage you. He can do all of those things. And He desires to. But first, got to meet with Him. But what's going to be our response if He does show up? Are we going to... to rejoice are we going to worship i i said this before and earl reminds me of it all the time there was a time when i said when i get to heaven i'm not sure what i'm going to do and then i stopped and i said actually i do know what i'll do i'll fall on my face before the lord jesus christ and i'll worship him and the truth is today is a day that we are to worship our savior what does it mean to worship it means to adore it means to to venerate or uh, venerate or to exalt or to lift up we're we're to praise him and thank him and uh, listen uh, is there are we here to worship this morning or are we here for breakfast and there's nothing wrong with breakfast i like breakfast and i'm grateful that you're all up early this morning and here but we're here to worship the lord we're, we're, we're here to, to thank him for what he did for us and to, to honor his name for not just for the, his sacrifice and, and, and his death on the cross, but for his resurrection. We live because he lives. There's devoted, there's a divine appearance, devoted adoration. And then desperate assurance. We see it in verse 10. He tells him to fear not again. Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into the Galilee and there shall they see me. He says, Don't be afraid. They were before afraid, I believe, partly because they were hoping it was true, but they couldn't be sure it was true. But Jesus said, Don't be afraid. Why? Because they had Christ. Jesus says, My peace I give unto you. You can have peace because of Jesus Christ I don't I don't care what's going on. they did not have life was not easy for these people in the next in the next coming months things got rough and things things weren't easy for them here these women got up early in the morning before break of day to go yes because they love the Lord but out of safety because there's a reason why the other disciples were all hiding the Jews were looking for them they wanted to kill them just like they killed Christ it wasn't easy for them But they had peace. Why? Because it was all true. It wasn't just a story, it was was all true. It wasn't just a prophecy, it had been fulfilled. He was risen. They did see him. They, 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 They grabbed onto those feet and they worshiped him. And he gave them assurance. Now, jump down to verse 16. They go here, he tells them to go, and they they go to tell the disciples. And and there are days in between. This. In, in Matthew it, it almost looks like it's one thing after the other but we know that, that Jesus didn't just just didn't just uh, show reveal himself to those women and then to the twelve or the 11 disciples uh, we know according to first Corinthians he showed himself to, to the late to the women to, to Peter uh, to, to the, the, the two on the road to Emmaus uh, at one point he showed himself to 500 people before he rose rose up and, and uh, into heaven so we know that there's a period of time that took place in between here but they have gone and they have told Jesus and, and they've gone through where he's revealed himself time and time again, and just before his ascension into heaven, I want you to see what happens in verse sixteen. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. What's the next verse or the next part of that verse? But some doubted. It boggles my mind. I, 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 I don't. I, I, I'm having. I have trouble grasping this. That, that listen. They had heard the prophecy, they had they had seen the empty tomb. They had seen Jesus. They're standing there before him on that day. And, and listen, it's not just the eleven. We know that there were a number of people there on, on that mountain with him as, when he ascended up into heaven. But even though they could see him with their eyes, some doubted. I mean, we always give Thomas a hard time. In one of the accounts uh, uh, in, in the other Gospels, uh, it mentions that Jesus appeared to the disciples in in a room that, with a door that was locked because they were afraid of the Jews and Thomas wasn't there, and and uh, uh, Jesus speaks to them and comforts them, and, and I can't imagine Thomas must have been upset because he missed out, uh, and maybe he thought they were messing with him. I don't know what the whole, what, what he thought, but he said, listen, I'm not going to believe it till I see him myself, but when Thomas did see him, uh, uh, when, when Jesus said, here are my hands, Thomas. Here are the wounds. Put your finger in there. Here's my side. Put your hand in there. Thomas didn't Take him up on the offer, he fell on his face and he worshiped him because he, he understood that he was God in the flesh and that he was risen. But there were those that were there that day uh, that, that saw the wounds on his hands, that saw the wound in his side, they saw his glorified face, they, they saw Jesus. And they still doubted. There are people today that they, they have heard the story. They, they have heard the account they, 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 they have, they've come to church, they, they've sung the songs they, they, they've been a part of all the tradition and the religion of 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 what we call church today, and they they, they, they they believe it or they see it, but man, there's some doubts lingering in the back of their mind. I want you to know this though that, that when he died, he rose from the grave, and there's no need to doubt anymore. You want the assurance? See, doubt is the opposite of faith. Doubt is the is the doubt is the uh enemy of faith, I guess you could say. Because doubt will cause us to lack faith or lose it. So do you want to overcome any doubt? Read the word. I can't convince you of it. I can get up here, and I can give you all the evidence that there is there are apolog- i 'm not going to say the word right apologetics or apologeticists or whatever the the people that apologize they don 't really apologize the people that, that are able to stand and, and give all the reasons for it uh, uh, for why we should believe it there are there are books out there that give all the, that, all that evidence uh, uh, There are several books. So uh, one one is uh, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. It goes through all the different proofs. Uh, uh, Lee Strobel wrote a book called uh, uh, They made a movie out of it, The Case for Christ. Great great evidences. Uh, He he studied and he came to faith in Christ because of because of his his study into the history and all those things. But I want you to understand, I can lay out all the evidence and you can still have doubts. The Bible says, "Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God." You want to believe? Spend some time in the book. At the end of the Book of John it says, "These things are written that ye might believe." John wrote the Gospel of John for the purpose that ye might know, that you might have faith in Jesus Christ, not just that He lived but who he was, why he came, that he died, and that he rose again. First John is written so that we might know that we have eternal life. This morning, I want to encourage you. Don't just, I want us to have a good time. I want us to enjoy the fellowship and the breakfast. And the, there's sausage gravy and biscuits out there. I'm jealous because I can't eat any of it, and I had to smell it cooking in my house. I, I, I want us to enjoy that. I want us to enjoy the fellowship. I want us to enjoy the time with our friends and our families. But don't forget why we should really be here this morning. We're here to worship the Lord Jesus Christ, our risen Savior. We're here to honor his name his sacrifice, and his glory. And this morning, if you're you're having doubts, I've been there. You don't have to. Those doubts can be overcome through the word of God. Have you ever doubted your salvation? I have. You're you're the pastor. I haven't doubted it in a long time, praise the Lord. But there was a time when I did. There was a time when you couldn't tell that I was saved if you looked at my life. I'm thankful for the grace of God. I'm thankful for a verse in 1 John, I believe it's chapter 3. It says, when our hearts condemn us. Doubts and fears about our salvation or whether or not we're saved sometimes come as an attack by Satan and reminding us of what we've done or who we, who we were. But other times, it's guilt. Other times, it's fear. Other times, it's anxiety. But that verse is when, when our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts. We're to take the word of God and apply that book to our life. We can examine ourselves according to the word of God. And that will either reveal that we're not saved or it will give us assurance that we are. And we don't have to doubt anymore. If you're here this morning and you're doubting your salvation, there's a a thought or a question. Listen, I'm not going to downplay that. Because there have been people that have come to me and said, I'm not sure that I'm saved. I can't tell you. But what I can tell you is the Word of God and the Spirit of God will reveal it to you if you're truly seeking it. You're here this morning. So I, I, I would say that most of you have some, some belief or you at least a, a reason to be here. A reason to be here should be Jesus. But don't see him and have doubts trust him father god i thank you for this day i thank you for your word lord i thank you that our savior is risen today that we that we can have hope in our savior that we can have hope in in our future because of 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 what he did on that cross he didn't just die on the cross the lord he came off that cross he came out of that grave and now He is risen forever Lord, I pray that you would have your way uh, with us this morning. I pray that you would strengthen us encourage us, Lord. And most of all, I pray that you are glorified in all that we do and say. Bless this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.